Lord, we honor you today, and we pray today that the Word of God will minister to us. We thank you thus far what has already taken place. And as Mother Lord prepares to leave here, God keep her safe. Lord, keep her safe as she travels. As Maria travels to Nashville, take her there and bring her back safely. Those that are going various places, God give guidance and direction. We give glory to you. Thank you for everyone that is in this place today. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Quickly turning your word to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. I was going to go to 8, but I'm staying just with 1 through 4. That's what the Lord has given me. This is in our series. And I thought Mother Carol was going to preach my message from up here. Started preaching. Well, hold on, hold on a second now. I want to thank Brother Don, Brother Willis, Terry, and, and some of the other friends. We are starting the process, process of painting the church, the scaffolding, all the work that's gone on, the platform. Brother Don, thank you. Brother Willis has been out there. Working, he said, sleeping good at night because it's tiring out there, he says. <laughs> but we're starting the process of painting the church. <clears throat> when you give your tithes and offerings, this is some of the things that takes place. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, this is what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now get this, children, does do, it does not mean only little kids. If you have parents still alive. It's not the same as when you were a kid in obeying, but pay them honor and respect. But if there are a child in your house under the age of 18, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Turn with me. Nisha, you don't have this. To Exodus, I'm just going to read it. You don't have to put it up. It's going to be a different translation. Exodus chapter 20, verses, uh, verse 21. Exodus 20, 21. And this is what it says. Second book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus. Chapter 20, verse 21. That's not what I want. 20. 12, that's what I want. There we go. Chapter 20, I transpose the numbers. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land, that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land, that the Lord your God is giving you. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse, verse 16. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, verse, verse number 16. And this is what it says. Honor your father and your mother. So the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. As a title... Please write down, doing right even when it may be hard. Doing right even when it may be hard. Point number one, children should attend church. 
children should attend church. When the Israelites left Egypt, when the Lord was leading them out of that place, God made it clear that the parents were to teach their children what God did for them in bringing them out of the land of Egypt. He told them that when you go on the highways and byways, when you go out, that parents were to teach their children. Wherever you might go, tell them what God has done for you. And I want this to be perpetual from generation to generation. It is the responsibility of parents when children are in their home to make sure that their children go to church. We make sure they go to school. We threaten them if they don't go to school. But we give them the choice of their eternal soul, their eternal destiny. That which will live forever, we leave that to them. That should not be. The teaching of God and his power and provisions for the children was to be passed on to generation after generation. There was to be continuity. There must be continuity when it comes to children attending church, being in church, and listening and hearing the word of God. Because I tell you, you are to prepare them one day to be on their own. It is not to say that there may not be difficulties and they come home and come back maybe to your home, but it does mean that you have prepared them in such a way that when they have kids, they can tell them what my dad and mom told me. After Paul has addressed husbands and wives, he now addresses two other groups. But we're dealing with one of the groups, and that is the role that is within the relationship of parents and their children. He goes on later, as we do, we'll deal with later, of slaves and masters. But I, I'm just dealing with this matter today of children. It was Jesus who brought dignity to children when he rebuked his disciples when they were trying to keep the children from coming to Jesus. You know it's not a good day when children want to seek Jesus and the people that are there supposedly supposed to help them come in are shooing them away. That is not a good day. When children are hungry and yearning for God, when their hearts are tender, they should be encouraged to go to the Almighty God. You see, children's hearts are malleable. That means it is changeable. That means it's tender, but at times that heart can become hard. If too many things fill that heart, if the wrong things are put there, you can have a problem later on in life. So Paul, as he addresses husbands and wives, he then moves to the next category of children obeying their parents. It is interesting to note that Paul is addressing the church. That means children are in church. Children, he says, obey your parents. Oftentimes when we look at the matter of the 
commandments and we think of children, we oftentimes think of the young, and we don't understand that there was to be a respect of parents even as they got older. Do you not know that in the Jewish culture, and in fact in the community in which the children of Israel were growing up, if the father died, it was left to the oldest son to take care of the mother, to bring the mother into his home, and therefore he would be given a double portion to help take care of the needs. That was to help the firstborn provide for the family. And so the responsibility fell to the family members to help support their parents as best as they could. There comes the time to when the children can't do it. They have some very nice facilities where sometimes they may have to go. But the first rule that Paul is in, because they didn't have them there, children, obey your parents. So Paul brings dignity to this matter of parents. And Jesus brings dignity to this matter when he told the children to come to him. and Don't forbid them coming to him. Jesus, in fact, took a child when the disciples were talking about which of them was the greatest, and he placed a child in their midst and says, unless you become like this child, you can't be great. What was happening? They were boasting and looking at which of them was the greatest. And when the Lord confronted them about, fellas, what were you discussing on the road? They were embarrassed to say. So he takes the child and brings that child, places them in the midst. The attitude must be one of innocence. Children, as we know, as they grow, they want to do their own thing. You've got to help train them. You've got to help them to know that there are things that need to be avoided. You don't let your children just go play with rattlesnakes because they want to. There's danger in that. So what do you do? You go get them a toy rattle. And you let them shake the toy rattle. But you don't go get no rattlesnake. In the Greco-Roman world, children were not valued. And in fact, one commentator mentioned that they were actually seen as a nuisance. They were not valued in the home. They were not valued in society. They were just seen as a nuisance. Paul makes the important appeal to children to obey. You see, children were often just told what to do. But in this matter regarding Paul, there is an aspect also for the fathers. Why would Paul address fathers? Because the fathers ran the household. You will notice throughout the Bible that when the father got saved, the household got saved. When the father came to the Lord, you read the household because as the father went, so did the household. This matter of children being given a promise of all the commandments, the first one with a promise that your days may be long upon the earth. That's the general. We know that things happen to where at times life may be cut short. But Paul is talking in general that if you train your children and children, if you obey your parents, the first commandment from God is that you will enjoy a good life and long days upon the earth. And we see that often when children are obedient to their parents, God blesses them in life. 
But when there is rebellion and constant rebellion, there are problems that happen. If they don't end up in jail or prison, then oftentimes they may end up dead on the streets. We know tragedy happens, not always because of something they've done, but what is God, what is, what is Paul saying in the word of God saying? He's trying to protect, he's trying to provide a covering for children. So he says, children, obey, obey. Fathers having complete authority have a tremendous responsibility to teach their children what was right, and the Bible says, and not to provoke them to anger. Because children weren't valued and tossed aside, it could be very difficult for children to not be angry with their father, let's say in particular, or the household authority, but the fathers, as Paul is addressing, the parents, why? Because if they weren't valued, Basically, they were shunned and not even paid attention to. And so Paul does something very interesting. He turns then the attention to the fathers and say, your children are important. Don't provoke them to anger. In other words, you've been used to ignoring them, not counting them as important. You need to do that because why? It provokes them to anger. It is not only a matter of Harsh discipline or wrong, it's a matter of at times fathers not being there. Parents not being there. Don't provoke. Oftentimes children become angry in life because of what happened earlier on in life. Honor your father and mother does not deal, as I told you, only the young, but it also deals throughout one lifetime. If you respect your parents, do you still know this, there's a blessing in store for children? If you have the opportunity to have your parents still here or a parent, there is a blessing for you in obeying them. In other words, treating them well. Now, they can't tell, tell you what time to go to bed or you an adult. No, that's not what it's talking about. But it's saying there's a love for them. There's a respect for them. Why? Because they're your parents. And Paul does something else. He says, children, obey them because this is pleasing to the Lord. Now, isn't this interesting? Paul told the wife that what she was to do was to submit to the husband because the husband was showing love to the wife. And the love of the husband toward the wife was important just as Christ loved the church. And then Paul now says, children, obey your parents because this is pleasing to the Lord. So all of the service within the household and the family is to be one that brings honor and glory to the Lord. You should never get too old to go to church. I went to my 40th reunion last night. Haven't seen some people in 40 years, some in 10, some 20. It was absolutely wonderful. Some people didn't look like they used to in high school. Some people I recognized right away, some I didn't. Marcus? Hey! The name tag. <laughs> trying, to, trying to steal a look. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? Yeah, man, good to see you, man. There's some people that flew in from out of town, came to the reunion. We were talking about this in regards to 
the friendships and the relationships that we've been able to maintain from, from those that have been very young from grammar school. I still have friends from childhood that when we get together, it is just like a big reunion. Same when I went to the high school reunion at Redwood last night. Just a deep bond. Today, kids are not having that. Many children are not finishing school. They don't have that bond as many of us had back in the day. We're talking about that. It's not the same. There's a breakdown. Relationships are not the same. When we fail to recognize that it is important to raise children with values and to have them to be able to have friendships and to be able to come together, it's a blessing because often of what's been instilled at a young age. I, in fact, had a person that last night when he heard the name Small, you have a brother named Ron, Ronnie? I said, now there were two Smalls. He mentioned Ernest and, okay, Ronnie, I played football against him. And Ronnie said, oh, yeah, Redwood, because, because we... We actually played against each other. I said, you knew Mike and Mark, Mark and Mike Page? Hey, yeah, but Kassim, yeah, Champ Johnson. In fact, we, me and Champ got into a fight. We got expelled from, expended from the game. He played for Tam. Tell your brother I said hi. Because of relationships. I don't remember his name, but you told me to tell you hi. <laughs> but relationships, relationships are so important. When we think about what God is doing in the family, the Lord expected families to go to church. And it is so important that Paul addresses the children in the church. Obey. Obey. Relationships are so vitally important. Now, Satan has been very crafty in removing the father from the home or removing the responsibility and the influence of fathers. When a father is there, sometimes we know that at times divorce happens and things take place. We know back in sometimes in the old day when my grandparents were coming through that they oftentimes would try to hide certain things. If a person got pregnant, oh, they had to go live someplace else. They just handled things differently. They were kind of the same kids as we were. They, they did some things as well. But, but, but things were, were different, but, but they wanted to instill what was right, values, that which they knew. My grandparents wanted to instill, instill values. Do you not know that when we were young, we had to go to church, and we didn't always want to? I don't want to go to church all the time, especially sometime on Sunday night when the Disney movie was coming on. I wanted to stay home and watch it, and on occasion that happened. But to this very day, do you not know I'm grateful? Some of the people that I met last night, they said, Are you, aren't you a minister now? I said, yes. My, my dad passed. I worked with him for years. But when he passed in 2013, I became the senior pastor. I said, oh, I, I can see that. I, 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 saw, I thought so. Oh, you had the right attitude for that. Many of them said that. I'm thinking, wow, way back in the day, saw some things. And there was a respect. It wasn't like, oh, man. No, it was, there was a respect. It, it makes a difference what a family does. And it's never too late. People come to the Lord at different ages. Satan has been very crafty in trying to reduce the influence of parents in the home and trying to strip away their influence why? Because he does not want children to enjoy the blessings of God and a long life. 
The first promise of God, Satan has been consistently attacking. Because he does not want you to enjoy the fruit and the fruits of what God has done and given. Obeying parents can lead, I tell you, to a long life. And there's a promise that God himself gives. Children are excused from attending church. They miss out on the instructions of the Lord. The instructions of God often are missed. Let me ask you this. That if you have a very serious matter that you would leave it to, let's say, a young child to decide. You would say, you don't make the rules here. And you would then enforce, and you would say, you are going to do this. When they become of age, you tell them that, well, you can do that if you want, but not in my house. You still set rules for your kids. Tell them what you are going to allow and what you are not going to allow in your place. My dad told me, you are welcome to stay. You got one of two things you have to do. Go to school or go to work. If you decide to work, you will be expected to pay some rent. I chose school. (laughs) I was given the choice. Going to be cradling me all my life. Oh, you're welcome. And, man, it was wonderful. Didn't have to go pay all that tuition. I just got another little white Volkswagen, and up and down the road I went. But I knew that there was something that I had to do because he told me. I'm going to tell him, well, you know what you're talking about. I'm going to play here some video games all day. Not in Reverend Small's house, you weren't. He would be, pardon me, looking over those glasses. Rev didn't play that. Just didn't play that at all. But he would help. He would do what, would, what was ever necessary. Why? But he was training me. One day you're going to be out on your own. One day you're going to have to leave here. What I have you have. You got a room. You got a place to stay. You got food. And I work part time. But you know what? He gave up the office where I could go down and study at times. I told you that I would come here and study in the office. Dad, can I use your office? And he would allow me to use the office, oftentimes be here late at night at times. I didn't see all of the benefits. You may not have a father nor a mother, but you may have an adult you can talk to. There was a decision, even as an adult with jobs, I said, Dad, I don't know if this is the direction I should go. And we get in the car and we talk. Well, how do you know the Lord is not opening up and preparing you just for this job? Huh. Gave me something different to think about. Because in my own, I was thinking, no, 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 kind of timid and kind of scared. I'm not sure. And they had to have another evaluation. It's good to be able to have a relationship with a parent where you can even go to them and say, I'm not quite sure what to do. What do you think? And then you can evaluate. You have kids telling the parents, you can't tell me what to do. I don't want to hear. Now, parents got to do what's right. Don't parents provoke your children to anger. Because why? Children will then tune you out because they have been provoked. It is important to understand, as Paul addresses this matter here, of honoring the parent, the father, 
parents here, he goes back to the Old Testament and mentions that there is a promise attached. Why? Because it pleases the Lord. When you do what is right in this life and to your parents, God says there is a promise involved that it may go well with you and that you may have, that you may live a long life in this land. Doing right even when it may be hard. Many people feel that in this life, that life should be easy. That's not true. Become a Christian. Life should be easy. It's not true. Look at it throughout the Bible. Those prophets didn't have an easy life. They had to learn to trust God. They had to go through some things. And it was the Lord who took them through and blessed them in ways they never knew. I tell you, the reason why you can't have certain things right now is because you wouldn't know what to do if you got it. God's got to prepare your hearts. Things got to be worked out. Circumstances have to be changed. You cannot enjoy certain things. So what does God do? Because you are obedient to your parents, because you are obedient to him, he tempers and he arranges and he orchestrates things for your good and for the right time. Sometimes we go out and want something and try to grab something, but the time is not right. And therefore, down the road, we end up messing up because we weren't ready for it. And that's why we always have to be ready and prepared to hear God's word when he says no. Because that means he's got something better in store for you. God's no is not negative. It is positive. Because it prevents you from heading in a direction that could be dangerous. And it was the parents' responsibility to help guard those children and to bless them. Back in the day of the Greco-Roman world, they just wanted children to be away so they can go out and do their thing. The same thing today. Remove the influence. But God says there is a blessing. A blessing involved. Today I wish parents would bring their children and encourage them to be in church. Why? Because when they get out there, there will be no mercy from the world. And you've got to have something to be able to fall back on when the times get hard. You've got to be able to say, oh, I remember when they told me this. And prepare. And then take the steps Go forward. It's okay to bump your head against the wall as long as you know that you need to go a different direction or as long as you know that you need to change course. It could be a good thing. But when you won't listen, expect problems. When you think your parents don't know anything, expect there to be difficulties. Parents have the best interest, and the Bible says children obey parents. This is the first man with a promise. Today I want to encourage you if you still have parents and parents of your children grandparents, whoever you might be, I want to encourage you that you can start right now and say I'm starting fresh. I'm starting anew. Why? Because I want the blessings. The blessings don't have an age limit. God's blessings are for you. And remember this, even when parents may be off the scene, you can still reap the benefits and blessings of the Almighty God. Stand to your feet, please. God, as we leave this place today, we pray that the 
promise of the word of God of being obedient to our parents and ultimately, Lord, to you as God the Father. Because when we are obedient, it pleases you. For those who no longer have parents, we have a Father in glory, the Heavenly Father, whom we are to obey. And Lord, you are ultimately the one that we must answer to. So today we pray that this message will stir the hearts of all your people, that we may be sensitive to everything that you are doing, because God, we really want the favor of God. We love you for who you are. We give glory to you in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. God bless you this day. Amen. Amen.